When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another fantastic edition, episode, if you will, of the Turf Show Times podcast. Last minute thoughts, JB, that was my best Matthew McConaughey impression. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Halloween's over. I thought we left the impressions behind us, Robert, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> if you can't channel Matthew McConaughey on a Saturday morning, are you even living? That's, That's the true. question I'm going to send out. Point. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just, just got to consider that. Um, all right, JB, I am going to ask you, have you gotten your F them picks coffee mug from Holden yet? Hey, it, those are pretty nice looking. Um, <laughs> it's made the rounds on Twitter. I think our guy Holden, he's really gotten famous. He's gone viral. So, hey, good for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And listener, if you don't know, um, our man Holden Cantor at Holden Cantor on Twitter, you can find him. You can find him on the Turf Show Times podcast, does have coffee mugs and all kinds of fun swag that has just a picture of our man, Rams general manager, Les Snead, that says F them picks. Obviously, it's the non-clean version. I do want to clean it up for um, the families who may be tuning in around the fireplace. JB, it's been a slow news week in the NFL. I don't know if we have anything to talk about. Yeah, we can just call it if you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's just call it good. <laughs> All right, listener. No, um, <laughs> pretty, pretty busy. And, um, you know, it, it seems like almost forever ago. We're talking about Deshaun Jackson and potential trade. It turns out he got released, but it feels like that's old news now. And it only happened on Wednesday. Um, so let's start there. Let's start with DJX being gone. Yeah, I think one positive development of that is we the backups came in against the Texans last week. You saw Ben Skoranek. We haven't seen Jacob Harris, but the Rams have options with Deshaun Jackson gone. So it's unfortunate it didn't work out. It was very weird. Still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But here we are, and I'm not sure the Rams are in much worse of a spot because of it. Maybe you disagree. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you because, I mean, ultimately he didn't really impact any of the games. I mean, outside of um, the game against Tampa, um, I don't think he was really utilized. Um, and so maybe that played a part, right? Maybe both parties, the um, – Djax and Sean McVay's uh, came together and said, you know what, this just didn't work out the way we intended. So, you know, God bless, go forward type of thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it didn't work out. Um, I'm with you. I don't think it's really going to impact the offense all that much, but other trade deadline acquisitions um, that almost kind of eclipsed the, the DJX news, but it's the addition of, um, I don't know, maybe you've heard of him. His name's Von Miller. And I think maybe somebody on this podcast had um, foretold him, his arrival on that Rams defensive line, JB. Mm-mm-mm. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? And unfortunately, I don't feel like I can take much of a victory lap from our comments, our conversations last week, just because I really thought it was impossible. 
that I never thought it would happen. And the Rams didn't have the cap space or the draft resources to make it happen. But, you know, the Broncos ate the majority of his salary. Here we are. Von Miller's a Ram. He's going to be opposite Leonard Floyd. He's going to be with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And, well, watch out NFC West quarterbacks. They're going to wreck some havoc. Yeah. And it's, man, just just any quarterback who is looking at their schedule and seeing the Los Angeles Rams on it just has to have it in the back of their mind. How are we going to block these guys? Right. Cause you have Aaron Donald and, and that that's pretty much all you got to say, right. AD. So he's going to wreck your game plan. And then you have Leonard Floyd who is um, on pace to have a career season, even better than last year. So um, as if that's not bad enough now, you have a legend in his own right, Mr. Von Miller, coming to that uh, defense. Uh, it's going to be scary. It's going to be scary. And um, one thing I was thinking is, and 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 you know this too, and I think some, um, something Jerry Jones said years ago that um, the cap space and all that kind of stuff, it's very flexible, <laughs> right? And we've seen less do that. Um, but Jerry Jones said something about if there's a player that you want to pay, um, you find a way to pay, right? There's, there's a way to get it done. And um, I think Les Sneed has found a way to do that. So that leads me, and I definitely want to hear your thoughts on this, to Odell Beckham Jr. So <laughs> big news. And um, on the Twitter sphere, every fan of every team thinks that OBJ would be a great fit. And, and he, he may be right. Um, I certainly don't want to get into any type of personality issues he may or may not have. I don't know him. You don't know him. So, you know, we don't want to speculate there. However, what do you think JB, would he be a good fit on the Rams team? Should the opportunity arise? Uh, I would not like to see him on the Rams. I think you have to love what you see out of the Rams top three receivers, Cup, Woods, and Jefferson. Honestly, is there really is Jefferson possibly better than Odell Beckham at this point, or at least he's a known commodity bringing the unknowns to the team. It might be a little bit of a disruption, but just steer clear of it. Things are going great for the Rams. You're seven and one things couldn't be going any better. Uh, the offense is unstoppable at this point or seemingly so. So just stay the, stay the path. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you on that too. Um, great player. And it's very possible that wherever he goes, he reclaims the magic he had in New York. Um, but yeah, I, I, let's be honest, right. At the end of the day, there's one quarterback, there's only one football to distribute and there's a lot of mouths to feed in that Rams wide receiver room. That's what happens when you try to speak too quickly, you start meshing words together, but um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think uh, it would make much of an impact um, significantly any, anyway on that Rams offense. They're already killing it. Matthew Stafford's already on fire. So um, it'd be an embarrassment of riches at that point. Uh, let's talk about the Texas game. That's uh I think we both were pretty spot on with what we were going to anticipate from the game, but are there any um, lingering thoughts or discussion points you would like to bring up before we talk about what's coming up on Sunday? Sure. One of the big things to me is we talked about Matthew Stafford's performance against the Lions, maybe being like his most efficient. He kept the ball out of harm's way against the Lions. And that was the same thing against the Texans. So you really feel like he's settling in the bad throws or the throws, maybe he's not seeing things clearly and he's throwing to defenders or putting the ball in harm's way. That's really gone away from the first part of the season. Um, Really makes you excited about the possibilities for the rest of the year. Seems like they're getting the kinks worked out and he's really been effective and 
it's good to see for the Rams. Yeah, 100%. Um, he seems that he is settling into the offense a little bit more and just getting better week by week, which is scary, especially for um, teams that are going to be going up against the Rams this year specifically. And as a fan, obviously, it's going to be fun to watch. Interestingly, um, I don't know how closely you're watching Twitter during that game. I like to you know, follow Twitter and, and see what people are saying. Um, now, the final score of that game was 38 to 22, I believe. But the score is not indicative of um, how much of a dominant performance it was by the Rams. I mean, yes, the Texans got 22 points, but those were garbage points. I mean, the team had had really, all the starters were resting offensively. Um, They had really taken their foot off the gas. Um, But it seemed like on Twitter that Rams fans were just all in for that shutout performance. And to me, I'm just like, you know, let's just not get anybody hurt, right? This isn't college football. Point spread doesn't really matter. Um, It's really just a pride thing in the NFL. As long as you get the dub, that's really, really uh, what we want to see. Daryl Henderson had a strong game. So um, what are your thoughts? I guess on either one of those things, I did just kind of shift there seamlessly or somewhat seamlessly. So JB, do you have any thoughts on either one of those things? Yeah, Daryl Henderson looked good. I think you like to talk about this sometimes. But Sean McVay couldn't commit to the run. He was averaging, I think he had 60, 80 yards maybe, and was averaging 10 yards plus a carry. He looked great. The offensive line was really churning and opening some holes for him. But they just, the volume wasn't there attempts-wise. Maybe they, uh, but it didn't really matter. The score was way out of hand. The Rams were moving the ball on offense anyways. But uh, you just want to see Daryl Henderson have a huge game. But it just might not be in the cards with the volume. The Rams run the football. I think another thing to mention from the Texans game now, I don't want to be too hard on the guy because he's only thrown four passes this season, but John Wolford's performance so far has been a little concerning to me. You know, he came in against the Giants, threw an interception out of two passes. Then against the Texans, he comes in, his first pass puts the ball in harm's way. The other pass is a completion. So uh, he looks a little shaky to me. You wonder if he performed better or the coaches maybe had some more trust in him to keep the ball out of harm's way, that he stays on the field, moves the ball effectively, keeps the Texans off the field. And the score is a little bit different in the end because they scored 20 some points in that fourth quarter. Uh, I attribute some of that to him. Some of it's on the defense and their backups, but uh, be interested to hear your thoughts on John Wolford. Are you concerned at all about him moving forward? Yeah. um, It's, I was actually thinking this and I'm glad you brought this up too, because he has looked a little shaky in what we've seen. However, it's a small sample size. So um, based on what we saw last year, though, I'm not sure if Wolford's going to ever be a QB one in the NFL. He might just be a good quality backup. Um, But it does make me wonder if Bryce Perkins might not be a better option there at QB two for the Rams, especially with what he brings in terms of athleticism. And he looked good in the preseason. So um, it may be time to start thinking about which one of those guys is going to give the Rams um, more of an edge should tragedy um, strike and Matthew Stafford gets injured. Let's hope that's not the case, (laughs) right? But um, I think it begs the question. I think it's worth considering. Um, what did you think of Ernest Jones? Uh, he definitely had um, 
a lot put on him in what seemed to be a short period of time. Kenny Young getting traded, big question marks as to whether Les was going to make a big move coming into that week. Um, he came out prepared and um, had a big game, just balled out. What were your thoughts watching Ernest Jones do what he do? Yeah, that was a pretty nifty interception. It was pretty impressive, I think, in your first start to make a play like that. It's Davis Mills and the Texans, but hey, you still got to be proud of him. Uh, I think he's maybe a different player than he was in college, or the Rams are asking him to do a lot of different things. Maybe he did in college, but seems like a rangy player. Seems like he's comfortable dropping into coverage, and the Rams did a lot of different schematic things with him in the game, dropping Taylor Rapp also to kind of an off-ball linebacker spot while Jones was in there. So if that's the plan with Kenny Young gone, and then you're going to start being more multiple and have – different threats or ways to threaten the def- or the offense with him in there. I think it's exciting and just want to see more games and more plays from him just, and see how this morphs over time. Yeah, completely agree. Um, what we saw against the Texans was very promising. But again, the um, cynic in me wants to step back and say, okay, but it was the Texans right? Um, Nothing against that team, but they're not exactly in the upper echelon of competition as it relates to um, the AFC or NFC for that matter. So I would like to see more. One thing that I thought before we get into um, some of the injury news, because there's um, a lot more than we would like to see typically, but before we move on to that, um, what do you think about the Rams defense overall? Do, are, are they finally rounding into what we know they can be? Or is it they've looked so good and so dominant lately because of the quality of competition that they're playing? Could it be maybe a mixture of both? What can we expect now that the schedule is going to start to get a little tougher from here on out? Well, the biggest concern I had was if you flash back to the Arizona Cardinals game, the Cardinals converted a bunch of third and longs, third and 14, third and 16 that you normally don't see happen in the NFL. But I think Von Miller's presence, the athleticism on the edge to keep contain over these scrambling quarterbacks, it was one of the biggest weaknesses on the Rams defense, and it's it's filled now. You saw maybe Justin Holland's absence caused some of that, but Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, those are two of the more athletic edge rushers in the NFL, premier talents, premier athletes. Um, it's going to be a big addition. And I don't think the last three games proved much in terms of any any concerns you had about the defense heading into like this three game stretch was I've been absolutely brutal. But the real test is coming. You have the Titans this week. They're less Derrick Henry, of course, and a bunch of divisional games. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, um, agreed that that defense looked good, but. Um, I'm curious to see how they look, not just against the Titans. That'll tell us a lot, right? But against the 49ers, they may be making a bit of a comeback too. So with those two teams um, on tap, it'll be interesting to see what that defense looks like, especially now with the addition of Von Miller. Um, It's great that um, in the past, that secondary may have struggled a little bit, um, but you know, quarterback's going to have a lot less time now to throw that ball. So we'll see how that impacts that defense overall. And um, I'm excited to see it. But anyway, going back to what you were saying, uh, 100% strength of, of opponent, probably not great, probably not completely indicative of what we can see, but promising nonetheless. Um, 
Injury news. Sebastian Joseph Day, one of my favorites, one of your favorites, one of everybody's favorites. If you're a Rams fan, you can't but help love this guy. Looks like he's done for the year, though. Um, he's on IR, got put that, put on IR because of a torn pec. Um, what can we expect from Greg Gaines? He looked good against the Texans, but is he going to be able to completely take the place of Sebastian? I think Sebastian, Joseph Day, probably a little bit better of a pass rusher than Greg Gaines. But in terms of run stops, uh, which Sebastian Joseph Day has come a long way in that department, and you're proud of him. And as a late-round pick, to be able to turn into the player he has, it's really incredible. Greg Gaines is a good player. Sean Robinson is a good player for the Rams. But he, for some reason, hasn't necessarily had that many snaps or that that big of a role in the defense yet. Um the lesson's a blow for sure, but you're not going to face Derrick Henry this week. Um, if you would have told me that we, the Rams would have to stop Derrick Henry without one of their best run-stopping interior linemen, it would have been I would have lost some sleep probably. But I think the Rams do have the players backing him up to fill in the role. But what a good guy. He seems like he has a lot of personality, does a lot of good for the community. You just hate to see it. And it's the second Ram to be lost to a pec injury this year, and those are really never good news. Those are nasty injuries. Yeah, yeah, those are tough ones. That really impacts a lot of a lot of things you can do. Your range of motion is just completely limited for a long time. So, um, Godspeed, Mr. Joseph Day. Get back, get back healthy. Um, hopefully in time for the playoffs. But take care of your body. Um, another Rams player that is done for the year with a shoulder injury. Um, Tutu Atwell. And I'm going to, I'm not going to speak my opinion on this just yet. I would like to hear your thoughts on Tutu, his injury, and um, JJ Koski, and what your thoughts are there. Yeah, I want Tutu Atwell to become a good player for the Rams. You know, he'll have three more years after this to turn his career around. But in the short term, the Rams probably get better on special teams with Atwell out and with Koski in. And Koski, he's been a training camp star the last couple of years. He looked great in the preseason, kind of a mini Cooper Cup. He's not as big, but a slot receiver, uh, really interesting player, I think. And it says a lot that he made the Rams roster at, coming out of training camp. So excited to see what he can do. But maybe in the short term, we don't miss Tutu out well that much. Hope he turns around as, as a contributor for the Rams over the course of the rest of his career. Yeah. And I mean, coming out of college, obviously his size um, raised a lot of question marks, right? Um, The durability aspect of it, particularly in a game like football, where there's a lot of um, big hits, big, strong, beefy guys um, coming at you. Tutu is interesting because I'm right there with you. I I would like to see him develop into an effective playmaker. Um, I do kind of wonder, because shoulder injuries can be kind of tricky. Maybe if this was an opportunity to, um, put him on injured reserve, not necessarily shutting him down for the year because of the injury, but to give him that opportunity to develop. Maybe he just wasn't giving um, Sean McVay. And McVay actually kind of um, indicated this a couple of weeks ago that maybe he's just not ready for that role quite yet. And putting him on IR was just a way of saying, you know what, go put on some weight. Um, and maybe come back next year and revisit the position. I like J.J. Koski. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think he um, showed some flashes there during preseason and maybe gives them a better chance from that special teams perspective. That's really 
the one to me question um, mark for the Rams where they just don't have that player, right? Playmakers on offense, playmakers on defense. Cool. We all know that special teams, <laughs> right? Who is going to be that guy to step up? So maybe that is it. Um, some other injury news for the Rams. And this was a little concerning. Matthew Stafford missed a couple of days of practice. He is expected to play, but missed a couple of days of practice because of his back. Any thoughts or updates there, JB? Well, they mentioned during the broadcast last week against the Texans that during the sidelines when the offense was off the field, he was putting a heating pad on his back. And then the subsequent week he misses. I don't even think he practiced this week, but you can let me know if I'm wrong. But he's expected to play. It's not that big of a concern. He's a veteran player. He seems like he's settling in the offense well. Maybe he doesn't need the practice reps. He just needs to stay fresh. Um, It's not a big deal until it's a big deal. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and – you have to kind of trust the coaches and the training staff in these situations that um, they know what they're doing with the players and the Rams training staff has kept them healthy uh, pretty consistently over the McVay years. So um, kind of put my trust in them right there with you <laughs> that they can keep them healthy. And if it were a bigger deal than it actually is, then we could turn to a backup and expect um, a still, still a high level of play from the Rams teams. Robert Woods missed some practice time because of a foot. Um, he's expected to play Von Miller newly acquired, had some ankle issues. He's expected to play. Um, and there's some good news for the Rams secondary as well. I'm not going to break this particular good news though. I'm going to let you JB tell us who's coming back for the Rams. What name can we expect to see on Sunday night? It's been a long three weeks, but Darius Williams is back and you really need him this week because you're facing Julio Jones and AJ Brown. So it's going to be a tough test. It's a tall order. Um, Hope he's ready because he's going to get tested. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no better time to have him back than now because, um, and and we'll talk about the Titans injury um, here in just a moment, because obviously you brought it up earlier. Derrick Henry is done. It looks like for the year, Um, but that doesn't mean those Texans don't have firepower. I said Texans. I meant Titans. Um, Sorry, listener out there. (laughs) We know who we're talking about. Titans still coming to town, still have some firepower though. Julio Jones and AJ Brown, like you said. So getting Darius Williams back is great. Um, Turning to the Titans and their injury report, not quite as bad as what we're seeing from the Rams, but um, Derek Henry, ouch, done for the year. Um, JB, I'm going to get your thoughts here in a moment. My thoughts are right along with what Aaron Donald said. I believe it was yesterday. We hope he's okay. We hope this isn't anything significant for Derrick Henry, but um, as Rams fans, we're not going to miss him on the field on Sunday. JB, what are your thoughts? Yeah, since Tannehill's been in Tennessee with Henry, they really have a symbiotic relationship and they make each other better. Um, so you really want to see what Tannehill can do with the remainder of the year. They're six and two. Can they turn the season around? But wow, Henry's as big a loss of anyone. He's kind of the exception to the rule. When you talk about the value of the running back position, he's transformative. He can win you games. He draws defenders into the box, which makes it easier on the quarterback to send the ball sailing over the top. Um, they signed Adrian Peterson this week. Don't really know what he has left to give, but we're going to find out. I have I have a little bit of concern that he might be pretty stout to face on first down. And then 
maybe on like third down, Jeremy McNichols comes in. He's more of a receiving threat, has a minimal amount of carries this year. Even when Henry was roughed up last week and wasn't himself, they didn't give McNichols any carries or very few at the most, but he's more of a receiving threat. Definitely someone I worry about on third down. So they're going to play different roles, but Peterson and McNichols, and we'll see what happens, but definitely not as tough a test against those two guys as it would be with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, that, that um, matchup with Derrick Henry, you're 100% correct. He is the engine that powers that offense. So that's a significant loss for the Titans coming in on Sunday. Um, can't take away anything from the running backs that they have currently on roster and who are expected to play, like you said, but they're not going to have the game type of impact that Derrick Henry has, right? Adrian Peterson still has some gas in the tank, still out there getting it done. So good on him for it, but he's not going to be the Derrick Henry type back who's going to carry three and four defenders on his way to a first down, right? He just doesn't have that type of juice anymore. At least I don't think he does. Um, He's probably not going to hear this, but if he does, he may want to prove some of us doubters wrong, but um, regardless, it's not going to be the same type of matchup as it would have been with um, Derrick Henry on the field. JB, what are your thoughts in terms of how the Rams match up against AJ Brown and Julio Jones? We did just touch in on it with Darius Williams coming back, but um, are they the only thing that the Rams need to worry about from that end? And O.J. Brown, he was a late addition to the injury report, officially listed as questionable for the game, so that's something to monitor over the weekend to see if he plays. But, yeah, those two guys are scary enough. They do have some tight ends you might have to worry about, but uh, Tannehill, he's athletic. He can extend plays. We've seen the Rams have some issues with that this year so far. So maybe he, Tannehill's used to facing stack boxes, and which opens up crossing routes and such and pushing the ball down the field off play action. So you want to see how he operates without that in place. Um, The Rams defense is kind of inclined schematically to not lend itself to play action, not really bite in much. You want to play the pass first. So I think it would have been a tough game for him anyways, but now you got Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, et cetera, coming after you. Uh, I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's much that the Titans can do in this one. Yeah, and and you actually brought up a good point uh, because over the course of the year, the Rams defense and Raheem Morris specifically have kind of got some heat for not being able to stop the run. But that's kind of a scheme thing, too, because like you said, they do scheme to stop the pass first, because ultimately, at the end of the day, um, they do um, trust the front four of that defensive line to to get to get it done right front three or four, whoever or however they have it laid out. But um but significant for the Titans. This will be interesting to see how, not just against the Rams, but how that offense performs over the course of the year without Derrick Henry. Are they the powerhouse um, that they were coming in? Uh, they're quite as scary. Interesting to see how it shakes out for them. For the Rams on offense going up against that Titans defense, um, nothing to get um, – too comfortable with here in terms of that Titans defense. They're pretty good. They can kind of get tough and physical with the Rams offensive line. Um, Stafford could see some more pressure more than he's seen in the past. JB, how do you expect this offense to hold up against that Titans D? Something interesting about the Titans is they've pretty much turned over their cornerback room since last year. They have almost four new starters in the, in the backfield. So interesting to think about. Former Ram Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, 
maybe a revenge game this week. Hopefully not. Hopefully Stafford steers clear of the guy, but kind of surprised he's still in the league a little bit. He was with the Saints, I think, recently, but um, not really a lot of scary things on the Titans defense. Harold Landry is a good pass rusher. He's been their best guy. They signed Bud Dupree in the offseason as well. I think what scares me about the Titans defense, though, is more of a schematic deal because Mike Vrabel, sometimes their defense is hot and cold, but sometimes he comes up with game plans that completely stop offenses. And you go back two weeks against the Chiefs game, and they scored three points the entire game. Mahomes wasn't even playing most of the fourth quarter. So you hope that's not Matthew Stafford this week. That could really throw a wrench in the plans and the momentum that the team has going. But, hey, Vrabel's capable of it. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious to see some of those young receivers get out there. Um, Hasn't been a whole lot of room for anyone not named Cup Woods or Jefferson, but um, we have some younger guys um, on that roster that'd be kind of interesting to see if McVay is able to um, insert them, specifically Jacob Harris, who interestingly and JB, maybe this is just me going into the season. It seemed like he was going to be a tight end. And now McVay is kind of walking that back a little bit. Um, So it'll be interesting if he's active on Sunday and if he lines up to play, um, where might he play, JB? Any predictions on that? Yeah, I think it's an open secret. He's a receiver. I can't remember a time that Sean McVay's acknowledged something like that publicly that where he's listed as a tight end, but he's really a receiver. I'm not really sure what the benefit is for that acknowledgement, but maybe it doesn't matter. We haven't seen Harris really so far this year, but he's been pretty good on special teams. He gets really down the field quickly on punt and kick kickoffs. So um, something to keep an eye on. Hopefully he carves out a role. Someone who really caught my eye last week was Ben Skoranek, though. He looks like a Rams receiver throwing blocks. I think if you go back a couple weeks, he was even a lead uh, blocker on uh, like an end around for Woods, I think, or something, but I uh, have to go back and watch the film. But he looks really exciting. Uh, I think that was a good pickup by the Rams this offseason. Yes, yes, Karanik out of uh, Notre Dame, I do believe, looks like a taller version of Cooper Cup out there. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, if he's able to mold more of a um, role on that offense. Another reason why I don't think a, um, OBJ would be a great pickup for the Rams. Okay, JB, we're running out of time, so let's get to it. Predictions on Sunday, the 6-2 and two Titans coming to town to face the 7-1 and one Los Angeles Rams. What are your predictions on Sunday? Yeah, I think the Titans have, their offensive line has given up a lot of pressure this year. Um, five sacks in week, week one by Chandler Jones, so I uh, think this is a good week for the Rams to pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. Uh, I think they're seven and a half point favorites. The Rams are so Rams by 10 for me. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be one of those games that isn't going to be as close as people think. I think a, a 10 point spread is probably about as realistic as we can guess though. Titans are still a good team. They'll still remain competitive. Um, I'm excited to see how their offensive line holds up against the Rams Rams coming in, leading the league in sacks already adding Von Miller to that, I think is just going to cause chaos. Tannehill's an athletic guy. He can move around, but um, I don't know. Those, those Rams defensive linemen are, are, are 
known for wreaking havoc. So it'll be interesting to see that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Rams by 10, possibly more on Sunday night. Coming up, looking at the Rams prior to <laughs> the Rams are looking at the 49ers. Sorry, listener. Um, the week after the Titans, not to look too far ahead, but that could impact the NFC West. How are we thinking? What are we thinking in terms of the shape of the NFC West right now, JB? Two primetime games in a row. Pretty exciting. We got Sunday night in the modern throwbacks and then Monday night next week in Santa Clara. So Seattle has some signs of life. I think they're pretty much dead in the water. Wilson's on his way back. Uh, San Francisco's getting healthy, though. I think they're worth keeping an eye on. And when you watch teams like the Carolina Panthers, which they're having issues at quarterback, and that's kind of pulling them back to the back to average. So, and then Jameis Winston tears his ACL. He's out. Taysom Hill. You don't really know if he's going to be able to play. Uh, Trevor Simeon's their other option. You wonder if this is opening up opportunities for San Francisco to make a playoff push. And the Cardinals are the Cardinals. So, yeah, and. Um... The Cardinals got a gift with Aaron Rodgers going to be out this week. So, um, nope, that's completely wrong. That was last week. Um, Boy, JB, I'm just making all kinds of mistakes. My goodness, it is Saturday morning. But um, with that being said, I think you're 100% right. Uh, Niners and Seattle still in prime position to make a playoff push. It is not said and done for either one of those teams, both getting W's last week. So, JB, obviously – I still need some sleep. So um, I think it's about time to wrap up this week's edition of um, <laughs> Turf Showtime's Last Minute Thoughts. Um, JB, where can our lovely listener find you if they want to get a hold of you? Yep, winners and losers right after the game. So check out the article. Let's talk about it in the comments. Let me know if you disagree. I'd love to argue with you. It'd be great. <laughs> right on i love it jb can be found there in the comment section i can be found on twitter at robert finn is me so hit me up shout me out do whatevs you need to do so that is it it is saturday it is our last minute thoughts for all of your los angeles rams (laughs) oh my goodness jb i'm just on a roll Uh, For all your Los Angeles Rams news, make sure to hit up TriffShowTimes.com. Find our man Holden if you want to get yourself an F Them Picks coffee mug and or other swag. And uh, JB, I'll talk to you next week. Listener, enjoy Sunday's matchup. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend, everybody.